0: Hello, this is History Happened Everywhere, The Verdict. This is our review podcast of last week's episode, Liechtenstein, in which our friend and mentor, Paul Dursley, casts his judgmental eye on last week's efforts. So if you haven't heard it, go back and have a listen, or be prepared for spoilers ahead.
1: How do you feel about a cow? Do you like a cow? Very tasty. Have you ever milked a cow? No. Have you ever milked anything? My mother? Hello, and welcome to History Happened Everywhere, The Verdict. My name is Ryan Weir, and I'm here in the studio with my good friend and tormented soul, Peter Goddard. I am here. (laughs) You are here. And on the phone is our lovely, very handsome Paul Dursley. Felicitations. Felicitations. See how sexy that sounds. I'd say pompous, but... How you doing, Paul? Are you okay?
2: Yeah, not too bad. Very comfortable. I'm re- relaxing. What do you relax on? I imagine like a, a chaise longue. No, it's a chair that's a bit like an Eames chair, but not
1: as expensive. Do you have a butler fanning you or feeding you grapes?
2: I have something in my bathroom called a toilet butler. I
1: mean, you're going to have to explain what a toilet butler is. I don't know what that is. Well,
2: it's just something where you put... The lavatory rolls and as a storage, and then you have one, the live one on the go at the top.
1: Oh, so it's not electric; it doesn't sort of like follow you around or <laughs> wipe your bottom for you. No, no. I
0: feel, I, my expectations of a butler are much more than just replacing a toilet roll. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. it feels usually disappointing
1: given the, the advert of it as a butler of some kind. I wanted to iron my toilet paper before it hands it to me on a silver platter.
0: Drive off with a waft of dry, warm air.
1: (laughs) Hey, Paul, have you ever been to Japan where they've got those little toilets, like robot toilets? Yes, I have. Have you used a robot toilet?
2: I have used a robot toilet in non-robot
0: mode. You turned off all the advantages (laughs) of the modern conveniences that it was offering it.
2: Well, yeah, it's just a glorified B-Day and we all know
1: about B-Days. Do we? we? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What what should we know about B-Days?
2: No, um, I di- I tried to get it to work and take a picture of it, but it doesn't without the weight on it. Mm. So, So I then put my foot on the seat and then the little stalk thing came out and
1: squirted the water up. <laughs> Are you talking about the seat or yourself? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well there's a shop in London actually in Clerkenwell that sells them. They're called Totos.
1: Alright, so why don't you get one?
2: I'm not gonna spend seven grand on a toilet. The latest ones will analyze your
1: stool and tell you what you're eating and whether it's good or bad for you. I mean well, I, I can know tell you the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, know <what> I'm eating. <laughs> I wanted to tell me nice things. Like give me a little fortune at the end. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. I don't know how we got to this topic. I don't know how topic. you transitioned back onto course. I'm going to find, <laughs> find something. So <laughs> so we're here to talk not about Japanese toilets, Paul. We're here to talk about Lichtenstein or Liechtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> or Lechkirchikhi.
2: Yes, I, I actually took you to bed and listened to it this week. Oh, really? Okay. I, I listened to it in bed so I could fall
1: asleep if it was a bit boring, but I stayed awake. Oh, that bodes well. Good news. That is good news. Uh, what was a highlight? What stood out to you? What was new? And what did you already know? Do you know, I really like your little plays in them. this, in this one. It was like a little play, this one. Often we do sketches, but for some reason, the punchline didn't come to us for the market one. So we just thought, well, we'll just play it. For, we just followed it through. Followed really. <laughs> the, the logic through. The devil really did take him to hell. <laughs> So tell us though, like um, what what stood out facts wise? Was there anything there that you you weren't aware of? I'm guessing you would have known about fiefdoms and uh...
2: I I honestly thought it was a grand duchy, uh, but then on reflection, yes, it was a principality because, uh, funnily enough, prince is less important than duke, so a principality would be smaller than a duchy, which I did shout at the radio just before you said Dursley, or say something about that.
1: yeah we're getting the hang of you (laughs) we just get that prickle on our neck uh so yeah no that you said that a dukey was more or duke was more important than a prince yes in continental things yes it is how strange
0: but what's it determined by is it the amount of land you have or just your relatedness to the king what's the what's the determinant of princeness versus dukeness
2: well, generally, it's the size of your holding. So, a king would have a lot of land, and then the next one would be like a grand would be a grand duke, uh, then I think it goes king, grand duke, prince, duke. I think, uh, but we
1: don't have the grand duke on the uh, the English nobility. I feel like they could have gone a more easier way. That you know, they could have had sort of like area manager. Uh, you know, like regional, regional, regional manager. <laughs> you know, like, but obviously not managers. Just change it to prince or something. Sub prince, uh, assistant to the sub prince. <laughs> I'd like to make prime, prime prince within the next five years. I'd like to be an arch prince if possible. Uh, that doesn't exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, we went off on a flight of fancy <laughs> there. Yes, I, I, I gathered that. Do you know anything about Bregenz and Lake Constance, the lake that links, you know? Yes, the, yes, the yes.
2: I, 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 know about Lake Constance. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a lake in Switzerland. That's right. Sort of considered the start of the Rhine, but it isn't because there's a there's an inflow which is the bit that borders Liechtenstein. Uh,
1: but it's also where Germany gets most of its drinking water from.
2: So Switzerland could hold Germany to ransom.
1: I mean, I'd, I'd, obviously, it wasn't briefly. I would imagine it <laughs> wasn't part of my major research, but uh, you know, I looked into it just because it was at the end of the Rhine. Uh, but that's not side so I'm going to ask you a question, Paul. Yes. Uh, you find yourself as a peasant in those days, unlikely. How, how, unlikely, but how are you going to find? How, how are you going to work your way out of it? Like we gave a few options there. You could marry into nobility. You could try and weasel your way in by sort of hanging around the the noble courts. Uh, you could just fake it till you make it. I think the fake it would be the best one, wouldn't it? Give it a go. All right. In our little threesome, Pete clearly is the peasant. I'm the peasant. I'm not even the peasant. I'm the serf. I think you could be both.
0: <laughs> Thanks for believing in me, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I think you
1: could. I think you could. You've got the ch- <laughs> I think you could be both the serf and could. the peasant, I Peter. with right. some work, well, okay. you could get to peasant.
0: Thank you for teaching me to believe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, then, that just leaves me and you. Which one of us is going to be the nobility? Which of us is going to be the king? Or, wild card, which one of us could be a monk or an abbot? I thought we already said that I'd be a pervy monk. A pervy monk. You would be the pervy yeah, monk. we did establish that. We right? did. <laughs> See, I think I would be, I'd be Ryan of Weir. Ryan De Vere. Oh, De Vere. De Vere, yeah, which is where the, the Weir name originates, apparently. According is to it? Third. Oh, well, yeah, according Dad, to the cheap thing I bought off the internet, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Why would that lie? De Vere is the surname of the Earl of Oxford. Well, maybe I'm related. show so around, yeah. Claim your birthright. It's better than Peter Goatherd.
2: <laughs> I was just uh, thinking about your statement about the Liechtenstein National Anthem. That's quite interesting because you know that that tune has been used for quite a few countries' national anthems. It used to be the national anthem of Prussia before it became Germany. And the odd thing was the current national anthem of Germany used to be the national anthem of Austria-Hungary. So that's all quite weird.
1: And the... This doesn't She's... sound that weird, though, to be honest. If you're talking about Prussia and then you're talking about Germany and then you're talking about the UK or England and the monarchy, there's a German connection there, isn't well, there? I, I suppose,
2: yeah, there is. And I think it's also used in Norway as the royal anthem. And as you say, oh, yeah. in, in America, it's my country, tis of
0: thee. So my question is, I mean, it's a, I, I don't wish to sound critical, but it's a terrible tune. It's such a dirge. It's not exciting to sing.
2: Well, it, it it is a dirge, and they're not really sure who wrote it, but the thing at the moment is that it's. they think it's probably French, and it was probably written as a tune uh, to glorify Louis Fourteenth after he had a successful anal fistula operation.
1: What? <laughs> Wait! He had he had anal fissure. They fixed it, and so they created a song to celebrate.
2: Yes, they sort of wrote a celebratory song. And Could that they not was, leave the guy just some privacy. That was, that was a... no, God, no, not in that time. If he, if you were the king, everything you did was in public. But I'm, I'm not sure how to commission
0: a song for my. Well, there's also
2: there's also a tool that was developed for this thing. I don't know whether you have ever seen it. It looks like an incredibly vicious
0: instrument. One of my favourite songs commemorating strange things is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Funicular song. No. So in the city of Naples, they had a funicular installed. Which is uh, what? It's like a railway that goes up a hill, basically. So it's a cable car, come railway. Uh, Trust
2: Ryan not to know what a funicular was. And
0: that's what a funicular is. So in Naples, they had a funicular, right? So then uh, I don't know who the the composer was, but there's this whole opera or well, not a whole opera, but there's an operatic song uh, called "Funicular." It's like da 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 da, da, da. Funiculi, funicula. and it's this whole song just to go. Look, song. we
1: got a local train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play it right now. All right. So I I was at school once and uh, the one, teacher well yeah once not one, really one not of that. the days where I you was don't there. Don't know what a funicular is. <laughs> the um, the teacher played a, a classical music song and asked the class, "Does anybody know what this is?" And everyone's hands was down, and I raised my hand proudly and I said, "That's the William Tell Overture." And she looked at me and went. How the hell did you know that? Cuz it was me. And Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was because it was on a Disney cartoon where Mickey Mouse is playing like during a storm and as he's uh, flicking through the pages it said William Tell overture on on the score won some house points for Gryffindor. Nice.
0: Well, I'm glad we've really gotten to the skin of Lichtenstein today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring it back. Pete's chastised us rightly. Um, okay, so you are a business consultant in your uh, day-to-day life. Isn't that right, a business analyst? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, okay, so you are dragged into a monastery by the abbot, and he says to you, I need help. I need business advice. Um, what what advice would you give to the monks? Uh, what would I tell the abbot? I would say, well, why
2: don't you sell your herbal liqueur? Oh, we'd call it Benedictine. That will be good. So what is Benedictine? I don't know. I've never had it. I think it's like a herbal, it's a herbal liqueur, but I think it was supposedly medicinal.
0: Is it like that thing? I don't know. And I don't really want to say this out loud, but I will. Have you heard of uh, in Hungary, they have unicum? No, I've not heard of that. That is a herbal liqueur that is... Uh, Gross. Yeah, absolutely true. I would, I would drink really almost any drink, and Unicum is on my list of things I do not ever wish to drink again, only surpassed by one other thing, which was asparagus schnapps from Oslo. Uh, not Oslo. Uh, what's the capital of Sweden, that place? Stockholm.
2: Asparagus ah, but schnapps. But is
0: disgusting.
2: Well, but yeah, it was you- really bad. Which 50% are you in? I mean, the 50% who should
0: not have ordered asparagus
2: snaps at the end of a, uh, a meal. Because that that's one of the things. There's a gene that 50% of people do and 50% don't. And if you've got that gene, your pee smells exactly of asparagus. I have the gene.
0: Uh, if you don't, it doesn't. <laughs> I have it as well, yeah. <laughs> I've now drawn us away from lingers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I failed in my task. Uh,
1: back to lingers again. Right. Okay. Uh, cheese wise, what's, uh, what? Oh, do you like that
2: cheese. cheese. Yeah. It, I, sort of cheese. I, I like cheese, but you're sort of wondering the horrible stuff they're serving it with. They're sort right. of not. They're not making a thing of it, are they?
0: They're like black bread and vinegar and. A punch in the face. I don't mind it? the black.
1: <laughs> the punch in oh. the face wasn't there. That was uh, just if you were a surf. Just in general, <laughs> just <get laughs> a <threat> in life. Come <laughs> <I'm> over here. <laughs> but yeah, as a dinner, you know, uh, onions, cheese, which sounds okay. Cheese and onions well, that, that
2: that's, right. that's a that's a ploughman's lunch, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I guess so. Potato, they cook it with, um or cook it with, just have it with. Yeah, it seems like it was a staple though. Like from everyone, like everyone was having sort of case. I guess because it. It lasted. Mm, you're not going to go. What do we have tonight? I don't know, fancy Thai tonight. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> also, going to be black bread and Yeah, and it's it's made with Hamish. Here, Hamish. Hamish. Is that Scottish? Hamish. <laughs> I want to try some uh, proper alp cheese now.
2: Yeah, why why didn't you get some? Usually I, I when you talk about stuff like that, you get
1: something. Yeah. Brexit seems to be halting much in the way of imports at the moment. So uh, it was it was a trouble to find it. But if anyone listening has an ounce of or a slice of surakis and feels like sending it on to us, Sawaka, sawakaza, please feel feel free. We'd love to try it. Yeah, you feel it's probably a specialist market. I
0: think there's a thing about these kind of things that you grow up on, isn't there? That, that are the, they're, they're sort of abstract, objective deliciousness aside. Things that you were fed as a child, your sort of comfort foods are, oh, I'm poorly. Some people have baked beans. Some people have, I don't know, wanton noodle soup. Those things that you were fed as a child when you weren't very well are the things you, you never stopped wanting to go home to. Hmm.
2: Oxtail soup. Which is disgusting, but I'll
1: still drink it. Yes, tasty. I, I like oxtail soup. I like mulligatawny, which is like oxtail soup, but just spicier. What really surprised me was quite how many years it
0: took me to realize that oxtail soup was made of the tail of an ox. <laughs> <That> sounds like <laughs> Even something though I I was would right say it was right there on the tin. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's mainly flour, isn't it? Flour? Is it? Isn't that is uh, it? Are you thinking of bread? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, cool. So uh, let's uh, let's get to the bit because I want to know my grade. How uh, how have I done this week?
2: Oh, Ryan, it's so difficult. Um, it's not. You just you, give me a really good me. grade. <laughs> you are you were given twice as long for a tiny
1: little country. That ah. wasn't my fault. Pete took over. I should get bonus points for having yeah, been yeah, bullied. Uh, no bonus points. <sighs> C, a C, yes, that's okay. C, that's a passing grade. It's that's a passing, passing grade. grade. And what could I have done better? What What would have um, What would have lifted me out of the C into a B? More about business in Liechtenstein. Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, money and money lending at one point, but it was just too much for this episode. So, and it was more sort of along the lines of finance rather than business. So, yeah, because uh, I, yeah,
2: I suppose that that was interesting because. Yeah, it's quite close to Venice, isn't it? And Venice was sort of the, yeah, Venice and Florence were the financial capitals at the time. Of course,
1: we we had the florin up until nineteen seventy one, didn't we? I didn't know that. The ten p piece was called a florin, but that started in Florence in this period of time. Uh, yes, that, that that was where it got it's got it where it got the name from,
2: and like the Dutch guilder is florin because the symbol for the Dutch guilder was FL. Now they're, they're sort of. All, all these currencies are related. Like the mark
1: was an English currency for a long while. Now I'm thinking about the Hungarian forint is probably... Same a, thing. Yeah,
2: the, the same right thing. Well. The, the other one you get in a lot of con- countries is crown, corona. Oh, corona, yeah. Uh, which is crown. And, and we used to have crowns and half crowns. It was just a name given to a specific amount of money, just as a, a mark was a name given to a specific amount of money. Now, I, I can't remember. A mark was either two-thirds two sh- thirds of a pound or <laughs> a hundred shillings. And a hundred thirds of a pound. Well, two thirds of a pound, it would be 160 pennies.
1: Yeah.
2: Or the other one, a mark was a hundred pennies. I can't remember which it was. So if it was 100 pennies, it would be, what, eight and fourpence. Why can't we go back to proper money now we're out of Europe?
0: I think it's because it was idiotic
1: and difficult and confusing. No, it
2: wasn't. It's much more logical.
1: You've just explained why, because it doesn't make any sense to have 160 coins be a coin. Just have 100 coins and that's it. Yes, but 160 is
2: a much better number to divide than 100, isn't it?
0: Is it? (laughs) No.
2: Just as, <laughs> as two hundred and forty is, list the factors of two hundred and forty. One, two, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 10,
0: 12.
1: I know these numbers. I've heard. What these are the
2: fa- What are the
0: factors of a hundred? In a post in a post Brexit Britain, I'm not going to the shop and being told that it's eight five four and sixpence and a half, and expected <laughs> and to understand what the. <laughs> Flippin' that means. No, no,
2: no, 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 no. Uh,
0: Because you'd have been brought up with it, so it would have just been natural. Yes, no, I get, like- that I get that once you're brought up with something, it's natural. What I don't get is that this is a reason to go back to that system. <laughs> well, but it, it's a better system. It was
2: odd that when they decided to use the dollar as the currency of America, they used a decimal currency, which was very unusual at the time.
0: Well, they've resisted all other aspects of decimalisation ever since, haven't they? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's because
2: even stocks were measured in thirty seconds, so you had th- you know thirty seconds, sixteenths, eighths, quarters, halves.
0: Just back to pieces Which, of eight, aren't you?
2: <laughs> again, yeah, and, and so this is this is why those monetary systems were used because they were better systems for that,
0: and that's why none of them remain to this day.
2: Uh, I think they do
0: in Burma pirate novels <laughs> Burma okay well Burma we're watching out for you guys because you've got I think that it's system. the
2: only non-decimal currency left now which is sad
0: I love my Liechtenstein eating the cheese we and make wine <laughs> that would have been better than yes. what I said. <laughs> 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 Do it again. My Do it
1: again
0: land of Liechtenstein making Alp cheese and, and wine. wine land of the free <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well they're not, they how you that's how
0: you go out. That's how you go out on. High with a Liechtenstein episode. I'm going to have to sit down now. (laughs) (laughs) He's just saluting. I I couldn't. He couldn't help himself. He heard the tune. He was up and saluting, (laughs) Your
1: Majesty. Of course, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Paul, thank you very much for joining us again this week on another thrilling episode, yet vaguely wandering episode Uh (laughs) of. The verdict. Yeah, the verdict. The verdict. The uh, verdict. Paul, thank you again. Seriously, we we absolutely love having you on as our uh, critic and reviewer. Uh, you're spot on as always. A C is a suitable grade for my very middling <laughs> episode of Lutonstein.
2: Well, we'll there back. is there are
1: re- there are reasons, aren't there? But no, it's fine. I accept it. I've spent my life getting C grades. I'm a C grade kind of guy. <laughs> Oh, dear. How sad. Yeah, how sad, indeed. But we'll be back this time next week on History Happened Everywhere, The Verdict. Um, In the meantime, if you're listening to this podcast and you're enjoying it, do get in touch. You can reach out to us at all of the social media normal places, uh, Instagrams and Twitters and Facebooks and LinkedIn's at at HHE Podcast. And just get in touch. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Tell Paul where he's right, where he's wrong. He loves being told when he's wrong. He loves um, to being
0: communicated with, actually, in all possible ways. Do come in with your
2: commentary.
0: <laughs> yeah, do not, under any circumstances, write with commentary or questions for Paul at, HHEPodcast at gmail.com. Don't do that. That would be
1: terrible. That's right. And that brings us to the end. So thank you very much for listening. We'll be back with another History Happened Everywhere uh, very soon and then the verdict to follow. Thanks, Paul. Thanks very much. Speak soon. You've been listening to
0: History Happened Everywhere The Verdict
2: Do you know I really like your little plays In them. this, in this one I liked your evil voice I don't know Who you modelled that on though I think the evil characters Are always the best ones The interesting thing is, you might wish to capture this, but you won't, um, is if you think about three things, London to Los Angeles, London to Tokyo, London to Cape Town, which is the furthest? Cape Town.